Today's daf is Kedushin daf Ayin Zayin, and we are at the Mishnah, at the very top of daf Ayin Zayin Omer Aleph. Today's daf is being learned as a schos for Achenu Bnei Yisrael Hanesunim Batzaru Bashivya. Today's daf is also being learned as a schos Rafur Shalema for Yosi Ben Rachel, Tinoik Ben Leia, and Elizabeth Miriam. Today's daf is also being learned Leilui Nishmas Yitzchak Zelig. Ben Yisrael Shloimo. So the topic of today's daf, and tomorrow's daf for that matter, is the halachos of the chalol and the chalala. Now, the laws of the chalol and the chalala come up a lot throughout Shas, and I believe that it's kedai to do a little bit of an introduction just to understand the basics, nothing fancy, but just have a little bit of a clearer Havana of what exactly is a Cholol and a Cholol. So the sugya of the Cholol and Cholol begins, Kemuvan in Parshas Emor, which is the Parsha that deals with all the laws of the Kayanim. The Pasuk says, regarding the Koyen Gadol, Almona, Ugrusha, so a Kohen Gadol says the Torah is prohibited from marrying an Amana, a Grusha, a Chalala, or a Zoyna. It's incumbent that a Kohen Gadol only marry a Psula, says the Torah, the very next Pasuk. A Kohen Gadol can't marry any one of these aforementioned women. Why? Because In other words, Sokrashi, because we're concerned that if if the Kohen Gadol will marry one of the Psulois, any children that he's going to have from this Psula, is going to end up being a Cholol. So, why? Because because if you get married, you'll have children, and those children will be and the Torah does not want a Kohen to create a Cholol. In other words, it's pretty clear from these psukim that a cholol is a child that's born from a koyen gadol that marries a woman that he was not supposed to marry. So if a koyen gadol marries an amman and has a child, the child is going to be a cholol. If a koyen gadol marries a grusha cholol or zoyin and has a child, the child is going to be a cholol. It's interesting that the Torah mentions the concept of the cholol Regarding the Kohen Gadol, a few psukim earlier, the Torah says regarding the Kohen Hedyet, Isha Zoyna v'Chalala lo Yikachu, the Isha Grusha me Isha lo Yikachu, Kikadeshu lo Yikachu. Meaning, just like a Kohen Gadol has certain Isurebiya, there are certain women that he's not allowed to marry. The Kohen Hedyet has certain women that he's not allowed to marry. In fact, the only difference between the Kohen Gadol and the Kohen Hedyet is the Amana. The Grusha Chalala and Zoyna is repeated in the Torah twice. The Torah mentions it say regarding the Kohen Hedyet, and then it mentions it regarding the Kohen Gadol. But as it relates to the concept of the Chalal, the Torah doesn't mention it when it discusses the Kohen Hedyet. It only mentions it when it discusses the Kohen Gadol. The Torah doesn't say, you know why? Because it's when the Torah is talking about the Kohen Gadol. And in fact, if you were learning you could have made the Talos and thought that maybe the concept of the Chalol is only true when the 
Koyen wasn't just a Koyen, but he was the Koyen God. Maybe a Koyen head doesn't have the capacity to produce a Chala. But in Teresh of Alpeh, we know that's not true. And although the Torah mentioned the Davka by the Kohen Gadol, there's a Limud that extends this concept to the Kohen Hadid as well. So again, what is a Cholol? If you have a Kohen, Loishna Kohen Hadid, Loishna Kohen Gadol, who marries someone that he uniquely is not allowed to marry and then has a child, that child is going to be a Cholol. What's a Chalala? Chalala is the Nekeva Chalol. So if the child that's born is a Zachar, the child will be a Chalol. If the child that's born is a Nikeva, the child will be a Chalol. Very important, and the Makar to it is actually today's daf. the only time a Koyen that engages in Yisur and has a child, the child is a Chalol of a Chalol, is if the Yisur is a uniquely Kahuna digger Yisur as in the Isurim that I mentioned here in Parshas Emar. If, however, a Koyan would marry someone that he's not allowed to marry, but that Isur is not unique to the fact that he's a Koyan, so this is an Isur that relies or relates to all Yisraelim, although as far as Isur goes, he did the same level of Isur, but that child would not be a Chalavachalola. So the only time the child is a Chalavachalola is if the child is born from a Kayan who's marrying someone that Dafka a Kayan is not allowed to marry. Now the truth is that what we just mentioned is the Poshit way of how one can become a Chalavachalola. But there's another way. And that other way is not Mephorish in the Torah. That other way is something that we know from Torah Shabbat And the Makar to that other way is also mentioned in today's staff. And that is, the Halach is that a woman that was Nivala to a Kayan, where this woman was not allowed to be Nivala to a Kayan because of the fact that the Kayan has certain Isurim and this Bia was... An example of one of those Yisurim. The halach is that that woman becomes a Chalala. So that you have a regular Bas Yisrael, it doesn't matter if she's a Kehenes, she's a Levia, she's a Yisraelis. In the event that she engages in a B.S. Isser with a Kohen, again, it's a B.S. Isser that's uniquely Kahuna Dig, then the halach is that she herself becomes a Chalala. So even though she's not the offspring of some illicit relationship, but the fact that she herself engaged in such an Isser, she would become a Chalala. Now this other way of becoming a Chalala is only true for the Chalala. This is not true for the Chalala. So that there wouldn't be a situation where a Koyen who engages such an Isser, he should now become a Chalol. It's only true for uh, Yisraelis, even if she's not a Koyenis. Any Yisraelis that engages in such a Bia, the Halach is that she herself would become a Chalol. So there's one way that somebody can be a Chalol. There are really two ways that one can become a Chalol. So when it says in the Torah, Almana Ugrusha Vechalola, What's the taich of a chalala? So the taich of a chalala is one of two things. Either this woman is the offspring of a koyen who married someone that he was not allowed to marry, Nikeva, she's a chalala, or she herself engaged in a B.S. Isser with a koyen, where the Isser was in a Surah Kahuna Dege Isser, so the halach is she becomes a Chalolo, and either one of these situations is a lot in the Torah where it says that a coin is not allowed to marry a Now, what are the laws of a Chalolo and a Chalolo? 
What's the Kitzah Shulchan Aruch of a Cholal So the short answer is very, very straightforward. It's a Gemara, Mesechtis, Yuvamis, Dafayin, Dalad, Amid Beis. It's one line. Quote, Chalala Lav Zaray the Aharon. A Chalala is not considered a member of Aharon HaKoyen. Push that's the definition of a halal. Now the Gemara says regarding a halal, but obviously it's true for a halal as well. So what is the halachic status of a halal and a halal? They are not considered zarishal kayan. So for example, they could be metama to a mace. Uh, kayan is not allowed to marry an isha zayna grush of a halal. A halal can. It doesn't have that iser. He can't eat truma. He can't do the avoid in the base of Mikdash. He can't do him. So any halacha that relates to a coin would not relate to a halal or a halal. The only halacha that you do find where a halal is treated somewhat like a coin was actually a sugya earlier in Mesechtis where the halacha is that if a coin was doing the avoid and then he found out afterwards that he was a halal. The halach is, the Gemara brought a bunch of makairis. The Ikka makairis, Baruch Hashem Cheloi, we learn from there that Bidi Eved Avoidah is going to be a Kashra Avoidah, which is a plea. But that is Xerus Akasav, and this is the way it is. But with regards to every single Sivkot and Shulchan Aruch, a halal is literally a zar. Not only is he a zar, Lav Zarida Aharon. He has absolutely no yichas with the family of Aharon Akoyin. So it's possible for a Koyin not to be a Koyin anymore. How so if he was a halal? A woman? Chalala. Bottom line is, that is the, the Kitzah Shulchan Aruch of how somebody could be a Chal v'chalal. Now the truth is that Muscharishan, I think if you ask the man on the street, so what is the concept of Chalala? Short answer, after a little bit of an introduction. He would say, uh, a Chal v'chalala is someone that really should be a Kayin, but at the same time, because of something, either the first reason we mentioned or the second reason we mentioned, this person lost his or her status as a Kayin. And as a result, what happens if you're a Yid, but you're not a Kayan anymore? So you become a Levi? That's quite an interesting schmooze, because maybe a is not a Kayan, he should become a Levi. We spoke about that once. But Kipchuta, he becomes a Tsar, he becomes a Yisrael, but at the very least, he's no longer a Kayan. In other words, Chalolos is just losing your special status, your Toyar, of being a Kayan. But... It's Yudua, the Reb Chaim, and this is in Chidush Rabbeinu Chaim Alevi, Ala Rambam, in Sneifer was Mechiach, that really there's two dinim in Chalolos. Number one, a Chalol is someone that although really should have status as a Kayan, but loses that status of a Kayan. But additionally, there's a Psul Chalolos as well. There's a psul pe'etzim called chalolos. So just like there's a psul mamzer, and just like you have all these different psulim, so there's a psul called chalolos. And Reb Chaim was mechiachit from the halacha of the chalolo. Because we mentioned that there's two ways that a girl could be a chalolo. Either she comes from Aharon HaKoyin to Geichas, however, was born through an illicit relationship, or you could have a Kayhenes or a Levia or a Yisraelis and she was nivala to a Kayhen by from soul so she now becomes a Chalala so Chaim said if the whole Yisrael of Chalala says that you lose your Din Kayhen so how could a Levia how could a Yisraelis be a Chalala it makes no sense Vos passed a Heftzafin Chalala on somebody that wasn't even Shaykh to being a Kayhen it's Muchach from here, said Reb Chaim, that there's two dinam in Kalolos. Number one, Lavzaroi Deharinhi, Loshen Agamor, and Perika Oral, Yuvamas Tafayin Dalamid Beis. But in addition to that, there's also a positive psal called Kalolos. It could be that only applies to the Kalolos, not to the Kalolos. We'll see. Ulai.
We'll get to this in the next day or two, but the bottom line is, for now, that is the short introduction to the concept of the Cholol and the Cholol. Now, the topic of today's daf is the Cholol and the Cholol. It's the topic of a good part of tomorrow's daf as well, but it's going to start with a very basic question. So if you are Pasha doing an inquiry, now you want to understand the Mamed basics, Ben Benoishal basics, of the laws of Chololos, so this is probably the first question you would ask. And that is, if a chol has a child, is that child also a chalol? A chalola has a child. Is that child going to be a chalol? Is there a difference between a zacher and a keva? That is what this Mishnah, right here, very simply and very basically, is coming to a transaction. So if you have a chalol zacher, Incidentally, that's redundant. But if the daughter of a Chalol Zachar is Psula Menachahuna, meaning that girl is considered a Chalolah. And in fact, the Mishnah says this is true, forever. So what does forever mean? So Rashi says that if you would have a Chalol that would have a daughter, that girl would be a Chalolah. If you would have a Chalol that would have a son, he would be a chalol. If that son would have a daughter, she would be a chalol. If he would have a chalol that had a son, that would have a son, that would have a son, that would have a son, and then there would be a girl, that girl would be a chalol. So bas chalol, it doesn't matter if you're a 10th generation chaloli. The daughter is going to always be psulam and kahuna, which means she's going to be a chalol. Yisrael shenasa chalol. What happens if they have a Yisrael that married a chalol? Which is fine, right? Yisrael's allowed to marry a chalol. There's nothing wrong with that. So the Allah is, the daughter of the Chalol is going to be Ksheru Lekohuna. So although we said that the daughter of a Chalol, Zachar, is Psulam and Akohuna, but the daughter of the Chalol, Nekeva, is going to be Ksheru Lekohuna. And then the Mishnah says, If you have a Chal that marries a Bas Yisrael, which the Gemara is going to say is redundant, because isn't that the first line of the Mishnah? Which means, But either way, so that's the Allah. The daughter of a Chalol is considered a Chalola, but the daughter of a Chalola is not considered a Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda says, Bas Ger Zachar, Ke Bas Cholol Zachar. The daughter of a Ger Zachar is like the daughter of a Cholol Zachar. So what's the halacha? The daughter of a Cholol Zachar, the Mishnah said, it's Psulam and Akuna. So according to Rabbi Huda, the daughter of a Ger Zachar is also going to be Psulam and Akuna. We'll see more about the second part of the Mishnah in tomorrow's Nafra. Lesbian Yaakov, Lesbian Yaakov said, Yisrael Shanasa Giyoris, Yisrael that marries a Giyoris, Bitek Sher Lakuna. Daughter is going to be Kasha Lakuna, Begesh Shanasa Bas Yisrael, and a Ger that marries a Bas Yisrael, also Bitek Sher Lakuna. Aval Ger Shanasa Giyoris, Bitek Psulam Lakuna. The only time, according to Rabbi Lesbian Yaakov, the offspring of a Ger or a Giyoris is going to be Psulam and Akuna. Is if Sai the father and Sai the mother are both Gerim. So a Gershon, Asagiyoris, dear the halach is Bitoi Psulakuna. But if there's one Sad Yisrael, whether it's the father, whether it's the mother, the halach is dear, it's going to be Bitoi Ksheira. And that's in contrast to Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda said, Bas Ger Zacher ke Bas Cholol Zacher, that if the father is a Ger, the child is going to be Psulakuna. Lesbian Yaakov said, no, it's Tafk if the father's a Ger and the mother's a Giyoris. Rabbi Lezmiyakim continued, and he said, Echad ger, echad avodim mishukharim. As it relates to this halach, it doesn't matter if the father or mother is a regular ger or an eved mishukhar, an eved knani that receives a get shikhar is treated like a ger. And that's true, afilu ad yudayris. This is going to be true even up to ten generations. Meaning, if you have a ger that marries a geiris and they have a child, and that child marries again a Gerigiris and 
the next door also marries a Gera Giyar. So the Allah is, these children are all going to be psulim unless the mother is a Yisraelist, that's the only tzad, meaning if somewhere you have an enical from this original Gervikiyoris who marries in to a situation where you have someone that's not benon shal but rather a regular Yisrael, so at that point, the halach is the children will be kshen the again, this will all be discussed in tomorrow's da. And finally, Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yosef said, if you have a girl that marries a Giyaris, the halach is the daughter is going to be kshen l'kun. So the first part of the Mishnah discusses the laws of Cholo, the second part of the Mishnah discusses the laws of Ger and Giyaris, today's daf, and the first part of tomorrow's daf is exclusively going to focus on the first part of the Mishnah, so that's what we'll talk about right now, the laws of Cholo v'chalol. Mishnah began, and it said, Bas Zachar, Psula Minakohuna, Loilam. So if you have the daughter of a Cholo Zachar, the Allah is, she is treated like a Chalala, and this is true Loilam. We explained what does Loilam mean? That it's not just the daughter of a Chalal, but it's also the daughter of the son of a Chalal, or the daughter of the Enakal of a Chalal. I mean, Benacha, Benacha, Ben Chalal, and then there's a girl, Loilam, the Allah is, she's going to be treated like a Chalal. So the Gemara says, My Loilam, why is that a Chiddish? Meaning, why would you have thought that this doesn't go Loilam? Says the Gemara, Malatema. I would have thought maybe we should treat halalos like we treat mitzri vadoimi. Or some change the gears to add. Just like when it comes to Mitzvah Adoimi, although there's a psal, but the psal has an expiration date, right? There's a statute of limitations. It goes up to three generations. After that, by the third generation, already muter. Afkanami ad You would have thought that when it comes to the Chalol, it's the same thing. That's why the Mishnah wanted us to know that the laws of Chalolis is true. It's not like the Mitzvah Adoimi. It's like the Amoinu Mayavi. Gam Siri, right? This is something that goes literally forever. Yisrael Shenasa Chalolah. So the Mishnah said that as it relates to the offspring, specifically the daughter of a chalal, the chalala, what's the halacha? So the daughter of a chalal is psula menakuhuna, but the daughter of a chalala is going to be ksheira lekuhuna. How do you know this? It says, It says, regarding the halacha of Chalol, this is the Pasik that it says regarding the Kohen Gadol that we mentioned in the introduction, and it says earlier in the parasha of Emma, the Kohanim, where it talks about the halacha that a Kohen is not going to be metame to a mace, so it says, and it says, so it sounds like these two laven have a little bit of a shaykhis to each other. Just like the Isser for a Kohen to be metame is only true for a Zachar, but it's not true for a right? A Bas Kohen is allowed to be metame to a mace, so too as it relates to the only time this is true is for a zakhar as opposed to a nekeva. So that the psul chalolis is like the iser tumas meis, and just like the iser tumas is only true for the scharim, so too the halach of chalolis is only true for the scharim as well. If that's the case, bitay shal kayin gadol tishter. He said there should be no concept of a chalol at all. Now we know there is a concept of chalol, but the Gemara is just questioning the. Makar, if you're telling me that you have Xerah Shavah to be Mamayin Nekevos, so Bito Yishol Koyin Gadol Tishtari. Now, why do we mention Bito Yishol Koyin Gadol? Chalolos has nothing to do with Koyin Gadol. It's true for all Kayanim. It's because the Makar of the Halacha of Chalolos, this Pasuk of Lai Chalazar Ma'amav is talking about a Koyin Gadol. But the point is that the child, Nekeva of a 
situation of chalolos should never be a problem. But the Gemara says, Miksiv b'noi, zaroi ksiv. Being that it says the word zaroi and not the word b'noi, lo yichalol zaroi ba'amov. So therefore I know that for sure the concept of chalolos, where the chalolos is happening, al yidei, the child being born from an illicit relationship, is true, seifer the nekeva, and seifer the zacher. Meaning, if it was true that it's only nekeva the zacher, then the Torah would have said, lo yichalol b'noi ba'amov. From the fact that the Torah said, lo yichalol zar ba'amov, that's a reboy and it's coming to be married, it's not only true for Ben, it's true for Bas as well. Okay, but at least Bas b'noi tishtari, why is the halacha that the daughter of a chalola is not considered a chalola, but the daughter of a chalol is considered a Chalala. That's the halach of the Mishnah. L'chura, if you're telling me that you have a miyot on some level of the nekeva, that she shouldn't be a chalala based on the gzair shava from the iser toma. So, l'chura, that miyot, that gzair shava should tell me that it's true seifer bas bitoy and seifer bas benoy. It should be true for the daughter of the chalala. It should be true for the chalala as well. Meaning, really, it should be true for everything. We should exclude nekevois from the whole concept of chalalas. There should be no idea of a chalala. The problem is, it says clearly, Okay, so good. So, tafasta more tafasta. So, you have the reboy of So, that teaches me there's a concept of a chalala in the first generation. But once you come into the second generation, make a taste there should be a chalala between Bas Bitoi versus Bas Benoi. So the Gemara says it can't be. Why? Because and in the word Zaroi, an interesting drasha, Makish Zaroi Loi. Zaroi means Zaroi Shaloi. And it's as if it says Loi and it says Zaroi. And the way we dash in it is Mahu Bitoi Psulo. Just like he himself, his daughter is Psulo. How do I know that? Because it says Zaroi and not Benoi. Af Benoi, so to his son, Bitoi Psulo, his daughter is going to be possible as well. So from Zaroi, I know there's a concept of and from the way that the word Zaroi is mentioned, which is Zaroi Shaloi, I know that there's a shaykhis between his children and his children's children. So just like his daughter is a chalala, so too his son's daughter is also a chalala. But the Gemara asks one last kasha, Bas Bitoi Titzer, Mechatesi still to be mechalik between Bas Benoi and Bas Bitoi. To the extent that you have a riboy of Zare Shaloi, that Zare Shaloi is also a chalala. Okay, Zare we just said means Benoi or it means Bitoi. So how do I know to only be Marba Bas Benoi and not to be Marba Bas Bitoi? Because if that weren't the case, then what would be the point of Xerish Shav? We have Xerish Shav to be Mamayat Nekeva. The question is, where is that meat going to take place? It can't be that there's no such concept of a chalol because the Torah said clearly Lo Zare. It didn't say Lo Yichalo And it can't also be that all in a cloth, all second generations are not chalolos because Makish Zare Eloi. Elamai, it's being Mamayat some in a cloth. Which ones? It makes sense. Baz Bitoi. Because what is the drasha? The drasha is that lo yechalel zari ba'amov and lo yitame ba'al ba'amov and just like lo yitame ba'al ba'amov is lemute nekeva, so to lo yechalel zari ba'amov is lemute nekeva. Where is it chal the lemute nekeva? It's the daughter of the nekeva. That's where this mead is going to play itself out. Chol shenasa basi Yisrael beat the Then the Mishnah said since Satan law that a chol that marries a basi Yisrael the daughter is going to be possible. Why does Mishnah have to say it twice? Right, the first line and the third line in the Mishnah says the same exact halacha. Bas chol zacher psulim anakuna chol shenasa basi Yisrael bitoy psulim anakuna. So the Gemara says, why did we say it? Uh, Second time, so the Gemara, he didn't have to, but I did. That once we mention the halacha that uh, 
Yisrael Shanasa Chalala is Bita Yikshere Lekohuna. So we just has it over Chalala Shanasa Bas Yisrael Bita Yipsul Lekohuna. It's an Aidi Datani, but Enochanami, you want to know if there's a Chiddush in that line. There really is no Chiddush in that line. It's just based on the symmetry and the poetry of the Mishnah that the Tan of the Mishnah felt that this was something that it wanted to repeat a second time. So what's the bottom line? As it relates to the offspring of a Chalala and a Chalala, what's the Halacha? So the Halacha is very straightforward. It's a Mishnah. A the daughter of a chalal is going to be psula menakohuna, but the daughter of a chalala is not going to be psula Meaning, just explain this a little bit better. If a chalal marries a Yisraelis, let's say, and then has a daughter, so the Allah is, this daughter is going to be a, a chalala. Whereas if Yisrael marries a chalala and has a daughter, so then the halacha is that this daughter is not going to be a chalala. If you think about it, this is very posh. It shouldn't even be a chiddush. Again, nothing's posh in the sugi of chalalas, but it really is very straightforward. Why? Because we had a Mishnah on Dafsamach Vavam in this, where the Mishnah went through four categories of zivugim, where there's a little bit of a asik, and the question is, what is the halachic status of the child? And the first category, which is the simplest, was kol makim sheish kedushin. Any time there's a husband and a wife with the kedushin schap, the ain avera, and no one's doing an avera. Havlad The halach is that the child follows the zacher. Now, what's the classic example of that? So the mission said ve'ezezu zu kaihenes leviyav yisrael shenasu lukayin leviyav yisrael. So if you have a kohen that marries a bas yisrael and they have a child, the child is a kohen. If you have a kaihenes that marries a levi and they have a child, the child is going to be a levi. Why? Because yesh kedushin ve'enavera zavlad hoylech acher azachas. Afraid to pnei Yeshua. If that's the case, why is this even a sugya? It's so pashit. A cholol that marries a yisraelis. No one's doing anything wrong. If no one's doing anything wrong, yesh kedushin, the ein avera, so havlad hoylech acher azacher. So if the father is a chalal, can move, and the daughter is going to be a chalala. And if you have a yisrael that marries a chalala, again, nobody's doing anything wrong. A koyin can't marry a chalala. If a koyin marries a chalala and has a child, avada the child is a chalala. Dos is doch from chalala. So a yisrael, which is obviously what we're discussing, who marries a chalala again, yech kedushin ve'ein avera, savlad hoylech achar azocher. The zocher is a yisrael, not a chalal. So why should the child be a chalal? The pnei yeshua mutches very much with this kasha. He says two terutzim in pshat to reconcile it. But if you think about the halach of the mishnah la'achar ayon, there really is no chiddush. Another thing that was not discussed in the mishnah is what's the halach about the son of a chalal and a chalala. Right, what would be the halacha there? So if you have a chal of a chalal that has a, a ben, not a bas. Mish is talking about a bas. What about if there was a ben? Would that be different in any way? So the truth is that as it relates to the son of a chalal, that was before in the Mishnah. Because the Mishnah said, bas chalal zacher psulim And Rashi says, what does it mean la'oilam? That if you're a 10th generation chalali, oh, so you see, you could be a 10th generation chalali. Right? So that's Mufurish in the Mishnah. I mean that that's Mufurish in the Mishnah, so that you see for sure. What about in the reverse? What if you have a Yisrael that marries a Chalala and there's a son? So would that son be a Chalala? So, Kipshuta, you would say, I mean, 
If nothing else, the Pnei Yeshua is kasha. The Mishnah and Daphsam Uchvavah Mebez, Aflad Hoi Lechachar Azachar. Aflad Hoi Lechachar Azachar Lechaira. The child would be Yisrael. But just to be clear, the Mishnah is talking about Bas, the Mishnah is not talking about Ben. That's already something that requires a little bit more ear. Either way, Zokta Yomarim Asnisen Unzer the Mishnah. Which again is so straightforward. The like here, Rabdustoy Ben Yehuda. is not like the Tana, Rabdustoy Ben Yehuda, who we've seen. So many times here in Masech Tzkudosh. Tanya, we're going to the price. Rabbi Stoy Ben Yehuda, Rabbi Stoy Ben Yehuda said, "Kshem Shem Bnei Yisrael Mikveh Tayro LeChalolos." Just like Bnei Yisrael are a Mikveh Tayro for Chalolos, meaning if a Chalol marries a Yisrael, the child is not going to be a Chalol. Why? Because of the halach of the Mishnah. The same is true in the reverse, that if a Chola would marry a Bas Yisrael and have a child, the child would be a Atar. What is the source of Rabbi Destoy, Rabbi Yehuda's halach? It says in the Torah, and Rabbi Destoy, Rabbi Yehuda Darshan, the word Ba'amov, Ba'am Echod Hu Demechal, Beshnei Amemin, that the only time that the offspring is going to be a halal is if it's ba'amav, it's where he and her are one and the same. If, however, him and her are not one and the same, there's shnei amamim, meaning he's a halal and she's a Yisraelis, he's a koyin, and she's not a, a koyin. So if they're coming from different places, over there, enoy mechal, there there is not going to be halals. Now the truth is that Iker concept of a chalol comes from a situation where he's a koyen and she's not necessarily a, a koyenes. So even though they're not ba'amov, but at the same time the offspring is going to be a chalol. But this is a drosha in understanding the second generation of chalolos. So Rabbi Destoy, Rabbi Yudha is saying that when it comes to the second generation, it has to be ba'amov as opposed to b'shnei amavim. So if they're both chalolim, he's a chalol, she's a chalol, then the offspring is likely going to be that way. But otherwise, as long as there's one sad, that's already a mikvah taira, that purifies the whole situation. Zok the Gemara Vait. Tanu Rabbah, new topic. Again, this is only Indian, Indian, but it's Indian. Every single word in today's daf discusses the concept of chalolos, but... Again, moving along, just basic halachas. It says in the Torah, How do you know that if a woman who was not allowed to marry a koin gadol or a koyen marries or even doesn't marry, there's a beer. How do you know that halach is that she herself becomes a, a halolah, meaning her offspring, that's the version of the Torah, but how do you know that she herself becomes a halolah? I know from a kavuchayimah, her children who didn't do an avera are going to become halolah. So she herself that did an avera, certainly she has to become a halolah. So if her child becomes a halolah, she herself has to be a halolah. What do you mean? Have the most obvious pirch in the world to this kavuchayim. Eralein shavra averi. He did an averi. Vei mischal and he doesn't become a chal. But the gemara says malahu shekain ain mischal bechal makoim. Toimer behi shemischal leles bechal makoim. He's different because there's no such concept that a man can do a bias iser and he can, speak, as a result of the bias iser, become a chal. But we know there is a concept of a woman who engages in a bias iser and where she can become a chalal. So, being that there is an idea, for sure this institution exists, where a woman who does a bias iser can become a chalal, so based on that, it's mistaber then to say that any time the bia was a zasar bia, where her child is going to be a chalal, so she herself should become a chalal. By a man, you don't have such a concept. There is no such bria in the world where he does a bia. And as a result, it becomes a call. So even though here, 
through this spear, his children became chalolim. And based on that, you should say, Kavachayim, he should be a chalol. But Mehechatesh said to be Mechadish, an idea that a man through a BS sister could be a chalol. But when it comes to a woman, there is a concept of the chalolah. There's a woman where a woman engages in a BS sister and becomes a chalol. So once you find such an idea, so then it makes sense that wherever she's able to create a chalol, she herself should become a chalol. And the Gemara says, If, however, you're going to action the choice and you're going to say, I have a cash on this Kavachayim, so I'll tell you, no, I don't worry about it. Meaning, if you don't like the Kavachayim, don't lose sleep over it, because there's another source anyway. It says in the Torah, and we learn from there, in this passage we learn, yeah, that the children, because it says, but also, there's a little bit of a remnant that someone that was Kaddish, now, through this, is going to become Chayal, is going to lose that Kedusha. And that obviously can't be referring to the children because the children are chalol and meirechem. So obviously, who is it referring to? It's referring to the mother. And you see for me that there's an idea that someone in this picture that was kshere, all of a sudden now, is going to become a chalol. So the Gemara says, you needed a second makar because you suggested that maybe there's a pircha on the kalvachayim. What's the pircha? You'll tell me. There's a pircha on the ikr kalvachayim. Meaning, you're assuming that if the children are halalim, certainly the mother should be a halalim. The mother was a kshayra. She gratitude in Averi. Doing Averi, you lose your kahuna. All of a sudden, now you're not zari da'arim. Who said that's the case? The children that were noilad ba'averi said the home Sius came into the world through Averi. I can hear that maybe that's worse. And it's for that reason that we needed a second makar, a backup, a makro le'yichalo le'yichulos 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 So what was the takeaway from this Braisa, the takeaway of this Braisa is that any time where the woman has a child or engages in a bia, where if she had a child, that child would be a chalol or a chalala, she herself now is going to become a chalala by herself. Now you're going to ask me a question, right? Let's just speak this out. Rashi speaks it out. That means we have to speak it out. And that is that, how does, what, what's this pasuk here in Parashas we're talking about? It's talking about a woman that was not allowed to marry a, a Kayan. She just now had a beer with a, a Kayan. So we're saying that because of this mice be that she had with a Kayan, now she becomes what? Now she becomes a Chalala. Now all of a sudden, what? You can't marry a Kayan. She anyways couldn't marry a Kayan. Right? If she was able to marry a Kayan, then we're not having this conversation. So by definition, she was someone that was not able to marry a Kayan. So what's the Kiddush that she becomes a Chalala? She anyways wasn't allowed to marry a Kayan. As I freaked Rashi. And it's clear that Rashi had two Mahalchim to answer this. It's not a Vim Toyma Vyeshleima, right? Rashi doesn't write the way Toysvis wrote, where you see a Kasha and you see a Teretz. Rashi, learned in Abyssal Mer, just to see the Kasha and to see the Teretz. But the bottom line is, Rashi says two Mahalchim. His first Mahalach is, it being a geya, amon al The halacha is she would become a chalala if she was nibbler to a, a kain gadol, even though she's mutter prior to that to a kain hadet. So now it's the schadish that in addition to being almana, she's also going to be a chalala, and as a result, she'll also be a, also to a kain hadet. Additionally, we said that a chalala and a chalala are not Meaning, it's the halacha of a chalala is not just that you can't marry a kain. She can't eat truma, for example, right? She's completely excluded from the laws of kahuna. Now, the laws of kahuna relate much more to men than they do to women. But let's just keep it simple. The fact that she cannot eat truma. So let's say she was a grusha, 
and she was now nivela to a kayan. So outskrusha, she's allowed to eat truma. If she's a a past kayan or who didn't have any children from Yisrael, who was married to a, whatever it is, shy for a grusha to eat truma. Now that she became a chalala, so she's not a kayan anymore. Now you have to take a look at Yevama saying dalim on the base. Reb Chaim's lumdis is a psul chalala. Ah, it's a whole different Indian. So now it's a whole different Indian. You're right. Mitzadi Yisuri Bia. Of the Shem Chalala. That's already different, but as it relates to this halacha, another Nafkamina. Either way, Taita. Go Rashi Stuturism. Tanu Rabbanu, third Raisa. Esnei Chalala. What is an example of a Chalala? Kol Shenolda Min Absulin. Any time that a child is born, a Chalala, so obviously a Nekeva, is born from Psulim, the halacha is she is going to be considered Chalala. So the Mara says, My Psulim. Psulim It doesn't mean any single time. Right? This Havamina is what we were mafkia in the introduction to the Daf. Any single time there's a Bias Isser, so there was a Bia between a, a Koyen and a woman who was Osser to him. Why was she Osser to him? I don't know. Learn Ramam She fell into any one of those categories. Talach is, if this girl is born, she's going to be a Chalala. Hare Machzagrushasai can't be. Why? Because we know that one of the Laven in the Torah is Machzagrushasai. Dipsula. Why? Ubanek Sherim. And Talach is, if somebody has a child from a Machzagrushasai, the child is kosher. Because it says in the parish of Machzagrushasai, Toyevo he. And we learn from here, he Toyevo, the Ein Banem Toyevin. So we see clearly that it's possible for a person to have a child from a chayve lavin, even a koyen, an isadai raisa, a psula, where the Allah is that the child is not going to be toyeva, which sounds like the child is not even going to be a chalol. The child is not even going to be a chalol. Say, is a chalol, a koshen oldam and absulim, all psulim, machsig rishasay takia. This is the way you have to understand it. If the child was born from a psul kahuna, which is what we spoke at, and that is if the psul is a kahuna, the psul, that's when the child is going to be a chalala. Otherwise, not. Says the Gemara, is this the only way? That a woman can become a chalala? Meaning, yeah, if she is Nivala, she is going to become a Chalala. Right? We said there's two ways for a woman to be a Chalala. So how can you tell, tell me, Chalala, Nolda? What do you mean? Nolda in, like Nolda What about the second way to become a Chalala? I'm a rabbi, rabbi said, Hachi Kamer. This is the way you have to read the Braissa. Ezoi Chalala Muskeres. Interesting word. What's an example of the Chalala Muskeris? Well, we'll define that word in a second. That never had a Shasa Koisha. What does that mean? What's the example of the Chalala that's Mefurish in the Torah? The Chalala that's Mefurish in the Torah is the offspring. What's the example of that Chalala? That Chalala is and what type of psul? However, you want to know if there's another type of chalala? Yeah, there's a type of chalala. But that chalala, it's not what we're talking about. That's not muskeres. That requires pirish midivrei soifrim. What's that chalala? Biasisser. What was the divrei soifrim? Kalvachaymer, the nafshachaloymer, on makro. So that already there was a pirish for him. That's kol shenol the mipsulik kohuna. Either way, again, this is mamish the yisoidus of understanding the laws of chalav chalala. Tanu rabbanu, we learned to the brayso almana, almana, almana in a chayiv elacha. So this is a fun brayso in terms of trying to do the arithmetic in your head. So if a kohen gadol or kai, well, kohen gadol was 
Boil an almona, almona, almona in a chayiv alachas. He's only going to be chayiv one set of malchus, meaning it was only over one iser from an oimish perspective. Grusha, grusha, grusha in a chayiv alachas. The same is true for grusha, grusha, grusha. Almona the grusha the chalala zoyn. Let's say somebody was ba ananisha kain gadol, and she's an almona, she's a grusha, she's a chalala, and she's a zoyn. She has alamaylas. So this mad shame could say there if. These toyarim came upon her in this order, meaning first she was an almana, then she was a grusha, then she was a chalala, then she was a zayin, a chayv, a galachas, she would be chayv each one. If it was zinsa, and then afterwards neschalala, and then afterwards neschgarsha, and then finally nesarmala, in a chayv, alachas, the halacha is that she's only going to be chayv once. So the Gemara is going to explain every single part of this price. So, amar, amar, almana, 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 in a chayv, alachas, hai almana, hechidami. What exactly is going on here? Is the situation we had a coin gadol and he was both three almanas: almana of Ruvain, almana of Shimon, and almana of Levi. So why only chayiv one? Harei gufen muchlokim, harei shemois muchlokim. Being that over here, these are three different women. Right, the amount of Reuven, the amount of Shimon, the amount of Levi, and they have three different shemos. So the halach is certainly for each guf and for each shem, you should be chayiv abazundere malchus. Now the background to this gemara's kasha of guf muchlokim and shemos muchlokim is way beyond the scope of today's daf. This is paraklal gadol. This is mesechtes krisus. But we know in the world of a person doing the same Avera multiple times, so if the Avera was done with multiple Gufen, so that would make a difference. And if each Avera has its own Shem, that would also make a difference. And the Gemara says that the Amad of Reuven, Shimon, and Levi are Sai Gufen Muchlokim and Sai Shemus Muchlokim. Now, if you look at the top Toysfis, here in Ayin Zayin Amadeus, the Toysfis says, Nira de Bechtin Nakat Shemus Muchlokim. That I don't think this is really Shemus Muchlokim. They're all Ammonis. So that's what Pashat, he says, Toysfis, why they would be Shemus Muchlokim, Ayin Shom, based on a Sugi Mesach Discreases. But either way, the way Toysfis learns the Gemara, Hari Gufen Muchlokim. And if they're Gufen Muchlokim, why would only be Chayib one Elo? So the case must be Shabal, Ammona Achaz, Shalosh Bios. Must have been that this kind of was born one Ammona, and he was born three Bios. Hey, Chidami, what's the case? If he didn't get three Hasra, it's mean it was only one Hasra, Pshitatene Chayib Ala Achaz. So certainly he's only going to be Chayib one. Right? One Hasra, one Malkis. You can't get more Malkis than Hasra. Elo da Hasra be alcohol Chad of God. Elo my, to each beer, to aid them, that were warning him, don't do this. Am I in Chayib Ala Achaz? Why you only Chayib one? But time we learned to the if there was another that was drinking wine the entire day, right? We once said that's probably why it was Makabal Naziris, because this guy had issues about drinking wine. So the halach is that he's only Chayiv one Malkis, Amrulay Al Tisht Al Tishtif. Every single time he took a sip of wine. So they warned him Al Tisht Al Tishtif, and he was drinking Vaita, Chayiv Al Kolachas Vachas. So the halach is that he's going to be Chayiv for each drink. In other words, if there was one hasra, then it's pshita. You only chayiv one. If there were multiple hasras, you should be chayiv three. Someone says, I don't understand. What's the case of almana, 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 in chayiv alachas? The three almanas, then gufa muchlokim, yizich chayiv three. Elamai, it's one almana. Okay, so one almana, meaning you want to know for the three beers, how many are going to be chayiv? That's vitoli and asra, it's nothing else. If there was one asra, pshita, and if there's three asra, then the alacha doesn't make any sense. So the Gemara says, like, three of the cases, Shabal, Manas, Ruve, Shahoisa, Manas, Shimon, Shahoisa, Manas, Levi. It was one woman, and it was one asra, 
However, this woman happened to have been the Almana of three different people. So not Kufun Mukhlak and three women, Almana Suvan, Almana Shimon, Almana Slavi. Ain't Freud, ain't Bia, but she happens to be the Almana of Ruvain, the Almana of Shimon, and the Almana of Levi. Mao the Tema, I would have thought, Hare Shemus Mukhlakim. Maybe we should view this as Shemus Mukhlakim, and therefore you should be Chai of three. Kamash Mulan, Kufun Mukhlakim, in Velak. At the end of the day, you need Kufun Mukhlakim, and you don't have Kufun Mukhlakim again. This Obviously, a lot going on over here, but we're going to do what we do. So either way, so that explains the first part of the Bryce. Amona, 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 enichai velachas. And the same is obviously true for grusha, 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 enichai velachas. Then the Bryce continued and said like this. What happens if a coin gadol is ba on an amona grusha halala zayna? So she's mamish all four of these isurei kohuna she has. So if it's kiseider hazeh, meaning first she was an amona, then she was a grusha, then she was a chalala, and then she was a zayna. Then you can be chayv achas va'achas. If, however, it happened in the exact opposite order, first she was a zayna, then she became a chalala, then she became a grusha, then she became an almana, in a chayv achas. So let's just get the mitzvah. So Rashi explains it on Amman Aleph. Like, how did this all play itself out? Meaning, what's the case where she was first an almana, then she was a grusha, then she was a chalala, then she was a zayna? So it was a woman, she was married, Lailena, her husband died. She became an almana. So she remarried, and her husband gave her a get. So now she's also a Grusha. After she was a Grusha, she married a Kayin. But she married a Kayin, a regular Kayin head. She became a Chalala, by definition. So now she's a Chalala as well. Afterwards, she was Nivala to someone that she's not let her be Nivala to, any apostle, as we saw in the... So the halacha is, so now she becomes a zayna. So she has all four of these tayarim, but it, it happened in that order. What would be if it happened in the Seder Hafuch, where first she was a zayna, then a chalal, then a grusha, then a amana? It's also very straightforward. She was a zayna because she was nivela to a apostle. After she was a zayna, she was nivela to a kayin. Kayin, that's boil or zayna, by definition, she now becomes a chalal. Then she got married to someone, got divorced, she got married to someone else, and she became an Amon. So if it's in the Seder of Amon, Grusha, Chalala, Zayna, then the Allah is Chayiv, Al-Kol, four sets of Malkis. If it's in the reverse order, then it's going to be the opposite. So the Gemara says like this, Amon, Grusha, Chalala, Zayna, Hai, Tana, Mai, What is this Tana? E, Kosova, Isa, Chalala, Iser. Does he hold Isa, Chalala, Iser? Means something that's Osir, can become Osir again, as in the Shasugya of Isa, Chalala, Iser, Ibchanami, that who cares what order it happened? Either way, you should be chayva kolachas fachas because of a inis chalalis. And if he holds inis chalalis, I feel like he said hazeh nami loy. So again, why does the order matter? Say hazeh. What's pashim shot? Oh my, Rava, Rava said like this. Hi, Tana is a chalalis. Lastly, this Tana doesn't hold is a chalalis. Meaning, he doesn't always hold is a chalalis. However, is a moisiv is like in the event that it's Isser Moisif, over there, he already holds Isser Chalalisa. So we know that even according to the Shittas that hold, ain't Isser Chalalisa, but there are times that Isser is Chalalisa. For example, Isser Moisif, Isser Koilo, Isser Chomor, Isser Vasachas, right? These are the famous ones where you say Isser Chalalisa. What's Isser Moisif? Isser Moisif is where something is Asr, now it becomes Asr again, but that second Isser is a more inclusive Isser than the first Isser. There's more going on in that second iser than there is in the first iser. If the second iser is more than the first iser, then the halacha is, could be, even if you all ain't iser halal iser, iser will be halal iser. So Rabbi said the Tanit is Brisa that says that the Seder matters is of the opinion ain't iser halal iser unless it's iser moiser. Okay, how does it play itself out? So the Gemara does all the work for us. Amana asur l'kain gabal. An amana is aser. 
to a kain gadol. Abu v'shayil kain hedit. She's mutter to kain hedit. Have a look, Rusha. When this woman went from being an almana to a grusha, migu di itoisav lo yisuru lekabi kain hedit. Now there's is a moisef. There's more isek. Because now she's not only also to a kain gadol, she's also to a kain hedit. And vibalto was chal iser towards kain hedit. Itoisav lo yisuru lekabi kain gadol. So now. Even though she's already also to a kain gadol, but is a chala lisa, is a moisa, now she becomes also the kain gadol as well. But vadain shayil mechav truma, but an amana or a grusha, they're both allowed to eat truma. Have you lachalala? When afterwards she was nivala to a kain, then she became a chalala. Once she became a chalala, migudi toisa v'surul mechav truma. Now is chal iser to eat truma. Why can't a chalala eat truma? Yevam esayin dalon amidbeis. She's not zaridahar, so obviously she can't eat truma. And being that it was chal iser truma, itoisa v'surul the guy with kain gadol. So it was Chal now already a third is the the Kayin Gadol. But the Gemara says, Ella, you have to change the niggin here a little bit. Zayna, Mayis and Moisevis. But what about Zayna, right? So now she became a Zayna. What's the Isser now? Now that she's a Zayna, she's any more Aser to the Kayin Gadol? Nothing changes, right? She had all these Surma already. She's not Zahra Daharan. She can't marry a, a Kayin Hedid. She can't marry a Kayin Gadol. So what was Nitaisif? Am Ravchana Barav Ketina. So Ravchana Barav Ketina said, Hoyo the shame's Nus, Paisal Yisrael. A little bit of a Kiddush. A Zayna sometimes is also to Yisrael as well. How so? Uh, Yisrael, who is married, if she's Mizana Beratzin, that's Mizach Saita, right? The word Saita and Zayna are synonymous with each other. So now she becomes also to her husband. So the chefza of Isr Zayna is true even for Yisrael. Albeit, it's a separate Shulchan Aruch, but that idea, the institution, exists for Yisrael just like it exists for a Kayin. And therefore, when she becomes a Zayna, we see up an Isr Moisif, and that's why it would be Chal Isr Zayna as well. Now, come on, this is all true if it went in this order. Let's say it would start in the reverse. It would start with Zayna and Chalala, then it wouldn't play itself out, and as a result... It's for that reason, Kiseida Azeh is a problem, but in the reverse order, it's not going to be a problem. One last Gemara. Tanu, Tana, Kamei, Derev, There was a Tana that said over the following Braisa in the presence of Rav Sheishas. He said, Kol shu biyikach, hareihu belo yikach. Kol she'ena biyikach, ena belo yikach. So he was referring to the Pesukim and the Torah that talk about the Suri Bi of the Kohen Gadol. It says, V'hu isha bifsu leho yikach. That a kohen gadol has to marry dafka or besula, yikach who or besula, and then it says almanu grusha v'chalala zayna as eila lo yikach. So there's the yikach and there's the lo yikach. The yikach is the besula, and the lo yikach is almanu ugrusha v'chalala zayna. So said this Tanaka made the Rav Sheishes kol shu be yikach. If there's a woman that a kohen gadol could marry, then harehu belo yikach. Then, if this woman would be an almana, for example, you'd have the love. However, kol she'ena b'yikach. If there's a woman that the kongadol anyways can't marry, so then even if she has one of these problems in the pasuk of lo yikach, yikach, she won't be included in that pasuk. What's this jirasha coming to exclude? Meaning, what's the punchline here? Prat le kongadol sheba ala chosayamana. If a kongadol would be ala would be ba ala chosayamana, his sister, that's an almana. So he would not be over the iser of al. And the reason is because he can't marry his sister, and Dafka, someone that's biyikach, is below yikach. So the Gemara says like this When this Tana told us to Rav Sheshis, Amalais, Rav Sheshis told him, the Amalacha Mani, this halacha that you're telling me now, who is the author of this Braisa? Rav Shemini. 
It's probably Reb Shimon. The Amar who holds ain't Isther Chalal Isser, right? Because that's what it sounds like. You're telling me that the Isra Amman is not Chalal on the Isra Achlois. Tanya, we learned to the Brayz of Shimon. Reb Shimon says, "Oichum Avela Biyom Kippur and Potter." If somebody eats Nevela on Yom Kippur, he's Potter, and the reason is because the Isra Yom Kippur is not Chalal on the Isra Nevela. The Irabana and Reb Sheshes continued, and he said, "Because if you're going to tell me that this price is going according to the Rabbanon, how Amri they hold, it's a Chalal Isser. And if it's just Chalal Isser, so why shouldn't the Isser of Almana be Chal on the Isser of Achoyisai? But the Gemara says, no. The Tana told Rav Sheish, it's not Muchach, Afilu Temi Rabbanon. I can tell you that this price is going even according to the Rabbanon. Ki Amri Rabbanon, Isser Chalal Isser, Hanimin Isser Chomer, Isser Chal. Because even though it's true, the Rabbanon hold Isser Chalal Isser, but that means that an Isser Chomer is Chal on an Isser Kal. Aval Isser Kal, Al Isser Chomer, Loi Chal. However, an Isser Kal is not Chal on an Isser Chomer. I mean that the Isser Almana is more Kal than Achoysoy, so therefore it's not going to be Chal. Ikeda Amri, some say that when Rav Sheish has heard this price, so he reacted a little bit differently. He said, Hamani Rabbanoni, probably you're going according to the Rabbanon, the Amri who hold Issachal Alyssa, meaning Yushtekul Taira, that Koin uh, Gadol, that's Ba Al Al Chosei Al Mana, is going to be Potter from the Isra Mana, is probably Dafka going according to the Rabbanon, who hold Issachal Alyssa. And Pshat probably is, because Vichyami Rabbanon Issachal Alyssa, Hanimili Issachal Alyssa Kal, Aval Issachal Alyssa Chomer Loichai. Meaning, in, even though the Rabbanon hold Issachal, that's when the second is more Chal. But being that over here, the second is more Chal, is more Kal, so therefore, not more Chal, more Kal, so therefore, the second is is not going to be Chal. And by the way, just to explain this a little bit better, the Tana had a Jerosha to prove why it is that the Isra Mon is not Chal on the Isra Chalisa. If you hold a Nisachal, I'll listen when you're Jerosha for. From the fact that we need a drosha, it's actually more mashma like the second lishna. In fact, if you look in the Mefarshe Agamara, they much a little bit to understand the first lishna. How could the first lishna of the Gemara think that this Bryce was going to live the Rabbi Shimon that holds Einis Achal Lisser? If Einis Achal Lisser, Ha'yuchon Nevelo Biyami Kippurim is Potis, and why should Achisay Almana be any different? Fakat, according to the second lishna, it's Meridik, because really we're going according to the Rabbi. Who hold Isser Chalal Isser and Kamash Malana Jerusha this halacha that Hani Mili Isser Chamal Isser Kal, but because it is Jerusha, I know that Isser Chalal Isser Chamal Loichayel. Dear Reb Shimon, because if it's Reb Shimon, Hashda Isser Chamal Isser Kal Loichayel, Isser Chalal Isser Chamer Mibaya. Right, Pashit. What the Gemara means is this point that why do I need a Jerusha to tell me that Isser Kal is not Chalal Isser Chamer? If Reb Shimon knows that even Isser Chamer is not Chalal Isser Kal, but the Gemara is not Muchach. It's not Muchach. This Malatema, I could have thought. And I could have told you that Issa Kunashani. Maybe this price is going according to Rabshim. Who holds in Issachal Alisir, Issachomer Zachal and Issachal. And still I would have thought that in this case, Issachal could even be Chal Alisachomer. Why would I have thought it? Because we're dealing here with a Kayan. Like we're dealing with the Kayan God. And we know when it comes to the Kayan and Rashi says, Reba Behen. But you find there's a lot of mitzvahs. The Shulchan Aruch of Kayanim is different than the Shulchan Aruch of non Kayanim. So I could have had a Mao de Tema, Ben Benoish, a Mao de Tema. And I could have thought that maybe when it comes to the sugya of Issachal Alisser, although Ein Issachal Alisser, maybe by Kayanim it's different. And that's the Kamash Malon. It's a special b'raisa to teach me that even when it comes to Kayanim, still the Allah is. That ain't Isser, Chalal, Isser, exhale. Part two of this Sukhi, Be'ezer Hashem, will pick up in the next half. So, just to end the week with one Ha'ara that's really Negea this week's parsha. And that is, so one of the Noisim of the week was the idea of Asar Yuchsa. 
It's the parak we're learning right now. Yeah, the Mitzrayim, the Adoimi, we had the Cholo, right? All the different Yuchsin that featured very, very prominently in today's time. The Torah, as it relates to Amun Moyev, says that not only can an Amun and Moyev convert, not enter the Kal Hashem, but Gam Doir Asiri, even if it's already the 10th generation, even then, Lo Yovei B'Kal Hashem. It sounds a little bit like maybe there's a Chiddush in that even the 10th generation. Ke'ilu Finu, had it not said Gam Doir Asiri, I would have thought maybe up until the 10th generation, up the Doir Asiri? So, could be it's just a way of saying forever. But, L'Churah in the Pshut Shal Mikro, it sounds a little bit like Gam The truth is, the Gemara on the bottom of Daf Ayin Hei Aleph. So the Gemara there was discussing the halacha that if you hold Kal Gerim Ikri Kal, so a Geris let him marry a Mamzeris, stating that the Brisa says Ger Adasoyre Doiris Mutabim Mamzeris up until generation ten generations Mutabim Mamzeris, but Mikan Ve'elach Asabim Mamzeris. But after the ten generation, at that point. So you see something about a tenth generation. And the question is, is there something to it or, or not? So we mentioned once that Rebruva Margolis in a Sefer Nefesh Chaya, that's his Pirish that he wrote on Er Chaim. This is in Simen Nun Gimel. He says, Shamati B'Shem HaGoyim Yivilma. That the Goyim said that there is something to the tenth generation. And he explained that an Ammonio Mayavi is not let to enter the Kal Hashem. Why? Because his veins and his arteries are pumping blood that has no business intermingling with Yiddish blit. If an Ammoni marries a Yisraelis, right? If Ammoni would marry someone, at that point, the blood of the Ammoni would be diluted. Meaning the second generation, or really the first dar of offspring, would only be 50%. It would be a half Amoini and a half not Amoini. The second generation would be one-fourth. The third generation would be one-eighth. The fourth generation, one-sixteenth. The fifth generation, one-thirty-two. The sixth generation is one-sixty-four. The seventh generation, the math is going to get a little harder, is one-one-hundred-and-twenty-eight. The eighth generation is one-two-fifty-six. One-five-hundred-and-twelve. And the tenth generation is one-one-thousand. And 24. When you get to the 10th generation, so there it's so diluted that the Amoini here is literally 1 out of 1,024. So the Goyen said a Dovanifla. We know a barrier is not bottle, right? So in the world of Bittl, Achir Abba Mahato is Bittl Beroi, Bittl Bishishim, but a barrier is not bottle. Stating that, there's a Yerushalmi Mesech, there's Shumas that says that even a barrier is bottle. It's bottle betof tof kuf samach. If you have 960 times heter, connected the barrier of Isser, the Allah is, there's going to be a bittle. So the Goyen said that you would have thought that the 10th generation is already different. You know why? Because by the 10th generation, the barrier of Ammonium Ayavi is 1 out of 1,024. That means you have more than 960, you have more than tof tof kuf samach of not Amoyni Mayavi to be mevatel that little bit that trace of Amoyni Mayavi so so katayt chamin if bechayi gavna maybe already would be mutter for the Amoyni Mayavi to enter the Kal Hashem kamash malam gam doir asiri and the guy said that's pshat in the Gemara ger ad asoyra doir is mutter b'mamzeres that is a concept of ten generations because once there's 
10 generations and now already that that that's why you gets diluted and at that point it's already awesome so 10 generations has a tremendous impact because when you come to 10 generations you go from being one out of 512 to one out of 1024 and in between the numbers 512 and 1024 is 960 and 960 is a magic number it's a magic number it's tough tough kuf samach and barriers bottle but tough tough kuf samach and that's what the goyin said Dvarim the flow we don't have this in the svarim from the goyin but it comes from Rebuv Margolis the Padres Yosef and Anart brings it as well Stomach's brought down another svar, but Al Kopanim, this is this vart where he brings Shamati B'Shem Agoyim Yivilna to explain the Yisoyed of Dara Sirit. Emesis, just uh, digress for one moment as it relates to the number Tav Tav Kuf Samach. So the Hilgim Neisascha in his Mamorim Achaydeshel. This is a Maimer Aleph. So he talks a little bit about this Indian of Tav Tav Kuf Samach. First he explains just the lumbus of how Tav Tav Kuf Samach works. He says that every person is made up of four Yisoydas, Eish, Ruach, Mayim, and Ofer. And each one of these four Yisoydas are made up of four Yisoydas, Eish, Ruach, Mayim, and Ofer. Which means that really a person is made up of 16 Yisoydas. 960 is 60 times 16. And that's the Oymik of Bittel, Bittof, Tov, Kuf, Samach when it comes to a barrier, because really a barrier is not one, he's 16. So if you need 60 times 16, it's easy math, the number is going to be 960. So he explains that's how Pimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimim
And the Chazal say it's a Gemara and Brachas after Tesvav on the base. Man necholim meilim as haodam yitumal the just like a nachal is mitaher. Kach bati knesias or bati midrashos meilim. So too the bati knesias and the bati midrashos they have the ability to be mitaher as well. So the Bnei Sosra said that the Oymik is based on the Yerushalmi. The Yerushalmi says Amr Pinchas b'shem Rav Hoshia Arba Meus u'Shmoinim bati knesias hoyu b'Yerushalayim. There were four hundred and eighty bati knesias in Yerushalayim. The Chol Achas v'Achas each one of these. Batiknesios, how you base Sefer or base Talmud? Base Sefer the Mikra or base Talmud the Mishnah? The Kulu Olas Basionas. He went ahead and he destroyed. But in the times of the base Hamikdash, since there were four hundred and eighty of these Batiknesios, each one was made up of two Batimidrashes. One was a base Sefer, and the other one was base Talmud. Which means how many Batimidrashim were there? Four hundred and eighty times two was nine hundred and sixty. Matoivu Oyolecha Yaakov. It's mamish like the Nachal. The Nachal is made up of 960 Lugin. So too there were 960 of Oyolecha Yaakov. Man Nechol and Maylan is a Adam. You don't know the Taira. Kach Pati Knesin is about the Midrash. It's Maylan. Either way, this is Haley Gerait from the but we digress a little bit. So again, so we're talking about this idea of Gam Doira Siri. That there's a concept of the 10th generation maybe being different based on this Dover Nifla, this Marganisa Tava from the Vilna Goyim, based on this Yerushal. But we've mentioned in the past that when it comes to the Dera Siri, there's another significance. And really, it has Makaris and Chazal. The Gemara in the Sachtis Brochus, Tafchov Zayin of Advez, in the conversation of the most famous Gemara in Shas. The Gemara over there talks about where there was Uvda with a Talmud, and Rabbi Gamliel, and Rabbi Yeshua, and Lebesoyf. They overthrew the Nasiris of Rabbi Gamliel. Then the question was, who should be the next Nasi? So they sent maybe Rabbi Akiva, not Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Yeshua, what happened to Rabbi Yezah, what happened to Rabbi Tarifin, right? All the rage from over the years. So the Gemara said, I think the person that should become the next Nasi is Rabbi Lozav and Azariah. Why him? Because he has the Milus that number one is a Chacham, number two is an Osher, but in addition to that, he was also 10th generation to Ezra. Pashib Shad. He has Yichas from Ezra, and being that he stamps from Ezra, as a Benon Shal Kedoshim, he's a Siri La Ezra, and because he's a Siri La Ezra, that that gives him the credentials right now to be the Nasi of Klai Yisrael. Rashi in Mesechtis Megillah, Daf Yud Gimel Amidbeis, discusses the fact that Mordechai stamped from Shaul, and he quotes a Targum Shal Megillah, where the Targum Shal Megillah says that Mordechai was a Siri La Shaul, he was 10th generation from Shaul. He didn't just come from Shaul. He was the 10th generation from Shaul. So we once suggested, Ulai, that maybe the Pshad is based on an Eben Ezra, and it's also in the Rabbeinu B'chai, in the end of Parshas B'chukhoi So we know that if somebody has an Eder, he has a flock, right? he has animals. So the Allah is the Bechar, the firstborn animal is Kaddish, right? The first animal has Kedushas Bechar. The 10th animal also has Kedusha. It's Maise Behemah. So the first, and then after that, every tenth also has Kedusha. So Evan Ezra says like this, says the Evan Ezra, the first and the tenth, then Nifchar. Because the first and the tenth are the same. So therefore you find that the Bechor has Kedusha, and the Maisne Behemah has Kedusha, because the first one and the tenth one are the same, 
עד כדי כך שזה כמו זה. רבינו בחייה סזר אינשברך. He says, ועשירי יהיה קודש להשם, referring to מייסה בהמו. ועשירי כנגד ועשירי, שהוא קודש להשם רשס. כי הבכור והמייסר יקרום אחד, וזהו נועד סויפון בתחילוסם לחבר ליחד הסויפון הרשס וזה מבור. But they're both saying the same thing. Evan Ezra is saying it the way that Evan Ezra wrote, and Rabbeinu Bachi is saying it the way Rabbeinu Bachi wrote. But the bottom line is, is that there's an Indian, that there's a shaykhis between the Rishon and the Asiri. They're both nivchar, and it's literally zekemoizah. So we once said that, Ulay, that's the Oymek. The Oymek is not just that Rebbe Loz ben Azari stamped from Ezra. He was the Asiri Ezra. And if he was the Asiri Ezra, he was Nifcher Kemoy Ezra. Because Ezra was unique as an Echad, and now Rebbe Loz ben Azari, he's the Asiri to that Echad. And it's literally Shezekemoizah. Mordechai isn't just an enochal from Shaul. He's the Asiri L'Shaul. And because he's the Asiri L'Shaul, he's literally a Zechem He's not just a Meyuchis. But there's something that on a very, very deep level is, makes them one and the same. And because they're literally one and the same, so therefore there's maybe an Oymek, and that's this Nakuda of Rabbi Lozman Azari being Asiri L'Shaul, and this Nakuda of Mordechai Atzadik being Asiri L'Shaul. So I just had one Machshava. Machshava was like this, that we know the Mishnah says, that Asore Doiros may Adam Vanoyach. The Mishnah continues, and the Mishnah says, Asore Doiros may Noyach Vaad Avram. Avram Avinu goes down in history as the first one to be Makir the boy. Right. This week's parasha begins. The first medrash in parasha Avram Avinu is making a cheshbon. He's making a calculation that is it possible for there to be a bira without a manik? So too, it's not possible for there to be a world a bria without a manik, right? So Avram Avinu came to this akari, came to this cheshbon that must be that there's a a bariyolam. And the way the Rambam explains it in, in the beginning of Hilchas Avodah he talks about Avram Avinu, how he came about when he was 40 years old, he was makkah that there's a bariyolam, and he says, Kivan as soon as he understood, right, he began this big movement, and he goes ahead and he starts spreading the Torah. Avram Avinu is Ke'ilu, the Rishon. That's where it all starts. Now, the truth is a little bit of a mistake. Avram Avinu is not where it all began. There were tzaddikim before Avram Avinu. Adam Rishon was Yitzir Kapav Shalak Kaddish Baruch Hu. Misu Shalach, we know, was a tzaddik. They just waited for the Shiva, for the Avelas of Misu Shalach before he brought the Mabel. Chanoich, Vayisal Chanoich, Esau Alikim, he became the Malach Matat. So Avram Avinu is certainly not the first person to be mocked that there's a boy real. So what's so unique about Avram Avinu? Why is Avram Avinu's legacy ke'ilu? Why is that somehow nisyachis to Avram Avinu? So you could say it in different nisyachis. But one thing is clear. The avoid of Avram Avinu was definitely unique. Avram Avinu didn't just recognize that there was a Bairi Yolam, but Avram Avinu took this Akkar that is a Bairi Yolam and he went and he spread it and he was literally mefarsim it throughout the whole world. And like the way the Rambam explains it, the Rambam says, etc., etc. Avram Avinu had this Akkar, but he didn't take this Akkar and just use it to make himself as big a tzaddik as he could possibly be. But he took this akara and he said, I'm going to make the world a better place. And he went and he was literally mefarsim da mitos akel. And this was his avoida. We always speak out from the petuchei choysim. The 
first sif cotton of Petuchei Chaisam is that the Helech Chassam Soifa was Margul of and he used to always say that the Ebeshter chose to start Klai Yisrael from Avram Avinu. And he said, don't think it's because Avram Avinu was the biggest Tzadik to ever live. There was a year, his name was Chanoich, who lived before Avram Avinu, and as given aggressor at Tzadik. He became a Malach. He literally became Yad Yemin Shal HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Chazal said. Avram Avinu never became a Malach. So why did Ebeshter start with Avram Avinu? And the Chassam Soifa said something that we can never say. He said, because the Ebeshter did not create man to come to this world to become a Malach. If Hashem wanted a Malach, Hashem has no shortage. And he can make more Malachim in a second. Hashem created man to come to this world to be a person, but at the same time to make other people better. And this is and he brings it out in Avram Avinu. That was the avoid of Avram Avinu. That was what was unique about him. And that's why he goes down as the Avamoyim Goyim. Because everything really started through whom? This whole avoid just started through Avram Avinu. So I just had one thought. The Mishnah says, Asorah doiroitz me Adam Adnoyach. That means this, if you look in the Svarim Akdoshim, the Svarim Akdoshim say that Adam and Noyach had a shaykhus to each other. And the reason is, Asiri Kodesh, Devin Ezra, Zekim If Adam is the first generation, and Noyach is the tenth generation, so there must be a shaykhus between Avram, I'm sorry, between Adam and between Noyach. The Mishnah continues and says, Asaru doira is min Noyach vad Avram. There were ten generations from Noyach until Avram. Bukhura, based on this, it would seem then that there has to be some shaykhis between Noyach and between Avram Avinu. And this is Rashi in the beginning of Parshas Noyach seems to debunk that old thesis. Noyach was one way, Avram was another way. But based on this, come out that Asiri Kodesh of Noyach is Avram Avinu. And if that's the case, there should be a Shaykhis. Oh, but the Emma says it's a Tois. Because if you look in the Tois Yantif on this mission and others, listen to what the Tois Yantif says. As it relates to the ten generations from Noyach until Avram, it's not the same as from Adam until Noyach. Because if you ever did the math, you would know that from Adam until Noyach, it's ten generations. Noyach is the tenth generation from Adam. Abel Hocha. But if you count the ten generations from Noyach until Avram, ain't Noyach Bechlal. Noyach is not included in the ten. Rather, you know who it starts from? It starts from Noyach's son. Which one of Noyach's sons did Avram Avinu come from? He came from Shem. El Lafid the Sayyid ben Noyach says the Tois Siyantiv. Being that the first ten ended with Noyach, Hadaru Pasach Be. So in the second ten we start with Noyach as well. But really, Avram Avinu was not ten generations from Noyach. He was eleven generations from Noyach. You want to know who Avram Avinu was ten generations from? He was ten generations from Shem ben Noyach. What do we know about Shem ben Noyach? Not so much. But there's one thing we do know. I'm pretty confident that Shem ben Noyach started the first yeshiva ever. Right? I think so. I think the first, we have to ask Davi. But I'm pretty sure that the first yeshiva ever was the yeshiva of Shem ben Noyach. And if that's the case, that means that Shem emerges from the Teva and he had a Psyrus to start a yeshiva, which is literally what Avram Avinu would do 10 generations later, albeit in a different Nusach and in a different way, a different Mahalach. But Avram Avinu went that he's doing the same thing. That means the aside of the avoida of Avram Avinu, which is the avoida of going and being mefarsim, of course, that's something Shem was also doing in his way. 
Shem was doing it by starting the first yeshiva. So that Siri Kodesh that is Avram Avinu is not ten generations to Avram, but it's, it's not ten generations to Noyach, but rather it's ten generations to Shem ben Noyach. And if you think about it, I think in the Mahus of Shem ben Noyach and in the Mahus of Avram Avinu, there's one and the same. And that is that a person's avoid is not just that one day the Abishta will be able to look at you and say, Ki isi tzadik That's a but really, the real tachlis, Tehras HaShalach Sam Soifer is, is that the Ebeshtah should look at a person and say, wow, you came down in this world and you made the world a better place because you are mefarsim, the fact that I exist, and you brought people closer to Hashem. That's the real Avoidah. And that is Shem's Avoidah. He's the Rishon. And that's Avram Avinu, who's the Asiri. There's something in the Mahus that's one and the same. So just to end, maybe, maybe, there's a Medrash Shoychatoy. This Medrash is in Tehillim. It's a Mizmer Lamed Zayin. The Medrash says like this. We know that this week's parasha, Avram Avinu has an encounter with Malki Tzedek Melech Shalom. And who's Malki Tzedek Melech Shalom? Chazal say, it's Shem Ben Noyach. Listen to this. Avram Avinu meets Malki Tzedek Melech Shalom. If you never heard this Medrash, it's very interesting. And he asks him a question. He says, you know, I've always wanted to ask you, How did you emerge from the Teva? I mean, we know about the flood and the Teva and the Ark. And how did you emerge from the Teva? Amalei, so Malki Tzedek tells Avram Avinu, when we were in the Teva, we were doing Tzedakah. And it was because of the Tzedakah, that's how we got out of the Teva. Oh, my Lord, Avram Avinu told, Malki Tzedek, Melech Shalom, V'chimat Tzedakah, Ha'yilachem, Lassas, Bateva. V'chianim, Ayusham? Who was there? Who were you doing Tzedakah with? V'alai, Ha'yusham, Elanoyach, Ubanov. U'lemihei, Yisem, Ha'yusim, Tzedakah, said Avram Avinu, Tzedakah. Oh, my Lord, he told him, I'll tell you who we're doing Tzedakah with. Ala Beheimo, V'ala there were chayas, there were oifas with us in the table. And we were doing stalker with them. In fact, we were there, we couldn't sleep. All we did, we were busy feeding all these animals. In fact, one time we were ma'acher and we didn't give one of the animals the food on time. And my father dislocated, he broke something, he tore something. And because of this, this is what happened. When Avram Avinu heard what Malki Tzedek Melech when he heard what Shem Ben Oich told him, he said, who would not have left the table had they not done stalker with the Chayis for Oifis? Meaning, you see the Hashivas of stalker, not just with of stalker with Behemus Chayis and Oifis. Can you imagine if I'm going to do tzedakah with Pnei Adam? Alachas kama v'kama. What's going to come from that? But Oisushah at that second, not the Eishel b'Be'er Sheva. You know what Rambam Avinu did? He planted an Eishel b'Be'er Sheva. And what was this Eishel Chazal say? Eishel's Rosh Tevis, Achilo, Shtiya, Ulevaya. That was what Rambam Avinu did. What inspired the Midas Hachesed of Rambam Avinu? It was a conversation that he had with Shem Ben Noach. Avram Avinu met Shem Ben Noach and he was so moved and he was so inspired by what he heard. He went ahead and the whole Olam Chesed Yibana, the whole Amud Chesed that is Avram Avinu, it all started with a conversation that he had with who? He had this conversation with Shem Ben Noach. And what was the purpose of the Eishel of Avram Avinu? Yeah, there was Ashkila, there was Shtiyan Levaya. But Chazal say, Ikechosem and Asefer. This is not mentioned in the Nutrikin. What there really was, was Torah. The Gemara in Saita, where the Gemara says that they would tell Avram Avinu after, Shkoyich Rebavrum, Mamish, this meal was delicious. Never had such a coffee, right? They were so impressed. He said, you're thanking me, thank the Ebeshter. Who's the Ebeshter? And the next thing you knew, you were sitting in a discovery seminar, and you knew there was a Bayer Yailam, and you were Haim Shayid, right? So that's how it went. The whole tachas of the Eishel was to be which by the way is the real chesed right we always speak about this the chesed of Achilles Shtiya 
is the mushal, the nimshal is the chesed of bringing people closer to Hashem. You, right, the Welt says, you give somebody fish, you fed him for a day. You teach somebody how to fish, you fed him for a lifetime. You give somebody ruchnius, you fed him lenetzach netzachim. That's the tachlis of chesed. And what inspired Avram Avinu's chesed? It was a conversation with Shem ben Avram. Louis de Mistafina, I think that conversation didn't just inspire Avram Avinu. It inspired Shem Shem ben Noach as well. They were both inspired. Shem went, he walked out of the table with the Zelbus Iris. He went and he built the yeshiva. He realized that my father, yeah, he was a tzaddik. He was able to save himself, but at the same time, couldn't save anyone else in the generation. I would never say this. The Svarim of Dershim say this. And it was because maybe there wasn't a yeshiva yet. And he went and he built the yeshiva. And now there would be yeshiva shame the Aver. And that was that schol. It all started. And then, of course, came Avram Avinu. And Avram Avinu took it to a whole other level where he didn't just teaching yeshiva, but he was literally teaching to everyone. Every single yid was learning Torah. That was the, that was the madrig of Avram Avinu. But the Rishon and the Asiri is Shem Ben Noyach. It's Avram Avinu. Both this Indian, this Avoida, the Yisrael that is, and like the Evan Ezra said, it's literally Zekimoyza, the same Avoida, and maybe mutually inspired by this conversation that they had in this week's parasha based on what took place in the tape.